Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 14 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. And... As we promised, we sat down uh, for an interview with library director Mary Jean Jakubowski, and it was great, don't you think, Jacob? It was easily our best episode that we've done to date. Super good, a great kickoff Ti- to women's timing history. Was, timing was great, mm. great rapport going mm. on. Work of art. She is a, she's a very interesting person, so I'm sure you're all excited to hear that interview. Yeah, I know um, I, I know I was. Except you're not going to. Nope. <laughs> because while we sat down and did it, and while it, it truly was a wonderful experience, um, about five seconds before it was over, as we were thanking Mary Jean for being here and being interesting and lovely, um, we were like, so Mary Jean, see you later. And the computer kind of froze and restarted and killed everything <laughs> it was literally a flash and then everything was gone i felt like we were in the leftovers or something and like all of a sudden everything <laughs> just was gone and we had no idea it where was it gone went. and it, all that was left was me with sweaty armpits feeling really embarrassed and terrible for losing it yeah it was a uh, quite the awkward situation there it was at least mary jean handled it really well she made a couple jokes about it and we're going to have her on so we're going to skip the women's kickoff uh, for this week. Uh, we're going to have her on say, next week. I actually say we're punting on women's kickoff week. I don't get yeah, it. It's a football joke. Yeah, but why? Because Why do we need that? It's the combine coming up in the NFL. You know what? I'm not going to explain my humor to you, Michelle. No, then that's fine. Keep your art to yourself there, Jacob. So we're going to kick off women's history next week with Mary Jean Jakubowski. And this time, I'm literally just going to hit the save button every five seconds so it should be fine speaking of which we should probably do that real quick control save yeah (laughs) well it's just us so who cares where this goes but today we are doing our sort of live oscars recap so now we can just focus on the show last night if you watched it and if you didn't we can kind of go over how we felt but yeah if you didn't watch it you're going to be a little bit confused listening to the episode but you'll get your catch-up you're like oh, i didn't have to stay up for six hours watching it i can just hear 30 minutes of what i need to watch i'm, I'm very excited to see how this is going to go because i got my usual five-hour energy drink and yes. i'm just reading the bottle now and they gave me extra strength i actually I, see that is that ex- that's five-hour energy extreme huh yeah i don't wow. know i didn't even know they made that look at the little man on the bottle he is booking it he he's is. running so <laughs> fast with that energy which you know because you eat, drink these at like 8 a.m so i don't know where he's in at such no, a no no, no, Jacob. No, no one drinks them at 8 a.m. You drink them at 8 a.m. No, the rest no. of I have a cup of tea like a human. What? That's what? a normal way there's to no, start the day. There's no caffeine in tea. It's not going to help you at all. You're that's gonna... that's incorrect. There's tons of caffeine in tea. I don't know. I'm doing a check. What's the matter with it's, you? It's science. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't know if you know this. I'm a tea expert. I don't like any where this is going. Let's. Can we just <laughs> hop into the Oscars, please? Sure, let's all do right, it. let's do it. And the Oscar goes to... The Shape of Water. Okay, so yay, Shape of Water. I am not going to lie. When that first happened, I was actually waiting to see if they actually won or not. Or if because it was like, oh, they used Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway again. 
Oh, yeah, to see if they'd mess up. That was a little weird. It still took them a long time to open the envelope, too. But The Shape of Water won, and I'm really happy because that was my favorite movie of last year. It was. I, you know, I'm not surprised I'm happy it won because I had this sinking feeling in my heart that Three Billboards was going to win. I know that you were stressed about that. Well, at first I kind of thought that Dunkirk was, you know, was going to have it, but then Dunkirk just really fell off the map, and they really started pushing that it was between Three Billboards and The Shape of Water. It won the technical awards. Like, Dunkirk was winning, like, sound mixing and all that kind of stuff. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's getting it's getting name-dropped a lot here. It might have a big night, but you know, it didn't end up happening. I liked the nominees this year because it wasn't just huge films. Like, I love that Call Me By Your Name, Get Out, and Lady Bird uh, were also on there because those were really great sort of art house films. Yeah, and then you got, like, Phantom Thread and... Um you know, that's in there, too. That's another one that it's kind of seems like an obvious pick for Best Picture, but, you know, it gives it a sort of class to the I actually whole didn't see that. I'm usually really good about seeing all my uh, Oscar movies, but I missed uh, Phantom Thread this year, so I was kind of happy that it didn't win and Daniel Day-Lewis didn't win just because I would have been stressed out. I'm, you know, I'm not saying that the person who I know that saw it fell asleep in the theater for oh, a little yikes. bit. Oh, that's not, that's they, not a great advertisement. They might, they might have. So, yeah, so this, uh, so the 90th Oscars that just took place, which, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it was pretty standard. Yeah, I like that they started an hour earlier. That was... That was, was it an hour? It was just half hour, I think. Was no, it? it was an hour. Yeah, you started at nine, and then they started at eight this year, so that was that was clutch. Got, uh, out of, yeah. got out of there by 12. Actually, they seemed like they ended early, because didn't they finish at like 11.40 or something? And like they that? weren't um, cutting people off for their thank yous. No. So I was like, oh no, this show's going to be really long. Do you know that the the longest acceptance speech ever given at an Oscar ceremony was given by Greer Garson, and her speech lasted for five minutes and 30 oh. seconds when she accepted um, a Best Actress Award for, um, I forget the movie, but it was in 1942. So because of that, they created the music playoff. I don't blame them in five minutes. That <laughs> yeah, is way long. too long to be up there. That was a long time. So uh, just to kind of, we'll, we'll start before we get into all the nominees and winners. Yeah. Um, did you know that in 1929, it was the first Oscars ceremony and it was a 15 minute award ceremony to celebrate the best films for the previous two years. Oh, see, I wish, why can't they go back to that format this time? Yes, yeah, and tickets were $5. <laughs> Oh, you could actually like afford, you could actually buy tickets. Yeah, to it? you could like go to it. So, studio mogul uh, Louis Mayer had said that the best way to handle um, filmmakers in in the industry was to just hang medals all over them. So he kind of created this because he said that if these people get awards, that they'll kill themselves during the year to produce the kind of films that he wanted. And that is why the Academy Awards was created, so yeah. that people would be like, ooh, they like these kind of films, and I want to win this award, so that's what I'll make. It, Very manipulative. It, it worked, though. Yeah. Like, pretty much, like, for that whole section there, they was like, like, you knew exactly the kind of movie. It's still that way. Like, this is the kind of movie that's going to win Best Picture almost every year. Except, you know, they switch it up lately. They switch it up lately, but yeah, for a long time it was very formulaic. Um, and also a little shout out to librarians, our first loves here, but the the Oscars statue was named by Margaret Herrick, and she is an Academy librarian. And oh. in 1931, she saw the statue, and she commented that it looked like her Uncle Oscar, and then it just started being called them. See that? Shout out to librarians. Influence in the world. Yep, changing history here. You know what I was thinking, first of all, that I want a hot dog cannon. 
because I was like, that is spectacular. But I was like, who goes? You went to a movie across the street from the Oscars. First of all, how do you get past security for that thing? That's a question they I They did that last year, too. So, But you go and you, you don't expect something to happen. Like, hey, the Oscars are happening there. I wonder if Jimmy Kimmel's going to show up when we go to this well, surprising free screening. I wouldn't normally think that. So for anyone who wasn't watching, Jimmy Kimmel took some of the big stars across the street to where they were having a screener for what movie? Oh, oh The Wrinkle, Wrinkle in Time. time. And, you know, surprise. Read the book, by the way. Yes, definitely read the book. Surprise some people uh, with it. So, like, movie stars had hot dog cannons that they were shooting out and they handed out candy. And while I love the idea of that, that's the second time they've kind of just brought, you know, everyday people in. And it was just chaotic and kind of terrible. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to watch this. It's just loud and I don't know what's happening. Gail Godot kind of ca- um, repeated herself a few times. And that's fine. Gail Godot can say whatever she wants. Whenever she wants. He was pronouncing it. Gal Gadot, and it, I'm like, am I is, pronouncing it, is, it wrong? It is Gal Gadot. Sorry, I feel bad. I'm like, I've been saying Gal Gadot this whole time. I've pretty much said everyone's name wrong since <laughs> the beginning, um, but yeah. So that was that was good. I, it was a great uh, picture winner, and yeah. So what else? What else did we really like? How let's go into best actress. All right. Well, that How was do the you other. Feel about Francis. So Francis McDormand ended up winning for uh, three billboards. I know you have an issue with three billboards. Were you okay with Francis winning? Oh, my issues with three billboards had nothing to do with any of the acting in that movie. So I was fine with Francis McDormand, you know, winning it. Mm-hmm. I thought like the performances in that movie were the best part of it. The story is where I think it fell apart. But honestly, all five of the uh, nominees, you know, you're not going to be surprised with any one of them winning, having seen all the performances this year. I was disappointed with Meryl Streep in the post, not so much her performance, but just that movie in general I found lacking, and I thought that she was so underutilized. I'm like, you have Meryl Streep in your movie, you should, why aren't you using her more? Oh, that movie was definitely paint by numbers, but that just shows you the strength of this field, that like Meryl Streep is fifth out of all the like if you have to rank the performances of the five nominees you know that was like the least the one. weakest and although when, it was her 21st oscar nomination that is that's a stunning amount that's the most ever isn't it oh by yeah. far and away I'd by far to. and away for men and women and then for men it's jack nicholson holds the record for most best actor nominations and he has 12 and he's won three. Oh. That's a pretty good um, so batting those percentage. Are, That's those a are two big stars. And I miss him at the Oscars. You remember he would always be in the first row with his sunglasses yeah, on? Yeah, he's doing the same thing he does with the Lakers. Why doesn't he go anymore, I wonder? I mean, I'm sure he's gone to so many. He's yeah. probably just like, oh, it's so much effort to get ready, to get there, to sit through the whole thing. They don't feed you. Like, what's kind of the yeah, point? Yeah, he's retired from acting. He doesn't really care at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, Best Actress, Francis Dorman. That was a perfectly – I was fine with that. I um, would have also um, – I mean, Margot – I Robbie was, was re- so good in Itania, but I also really loved Saoirse Ronan and Lady Bird. So, and I mean the Sally Hawkins performance in The Shape of Water, she was really great. But I think because you know she was signing and not talking, that that hurt her chances. See, I actually kind of think that would have helped her chances because it's like that kind of inclusion kind of thing that Hollywood like likes to get with people with disabilities and yeah, everything. Like what Frances McDormand yelled out in her yeah. acceptance speech. With, What'd with, she say? With the uh, the inclusion rider? Inclusion yes. rider. Yeah. yeah, so to add to like movie contracts to, you know, equal pay people with disabilities and right. regardless of race and gender. So it seems like um, you know, that's the kind of thing that they would like to reward but I was fine with any of them winning. Like you said, Margot Robbie, if she would have won, I think this would have been a good, you know, would have made a super 
superstar right away if she wins an award for this and she's got like Suicide Squad movies and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Well, but since we're talking about her, we can say that Allison Janney did win oh. Best Supporting Actress for I, Tanya, I was, surprising no one. I was ecstatic and I loved how she started her speech with the one everybody wants to get the like, I did it all I myself. I did it all by myself. I was like, finally, somebody <laughs> has done the speech everybody wants to do. Um, the only thing, and again, I, I would have voted for her, but here's my only complaint, is that when you are kind of playing someone over the top, like she just swore a lot mm-hmm. and her, you know, the, the way that her costumes were that really help, I feel like it's almost easier to create that performance than, say, someone like Laurie Metcalf from Lady Bird, who was just playing like an ordinary person, a regular everyday mother, but still created a really beautiful and moving performance. And I definitely feel like that is more difficult than playing someone over the top. Yeah, I could agree with that. I've always kind of had a bias against like biopics and people winning awards for playing somebody else because I'm like, I it's just miming. You're just kind of like impersonating somebody and you shouldn't really, that's not the hardest thing in the world to but do. But it is hard to impersonate someone and do it really well. Like but It is, but like when you don't have a, that template, like if you were just like you said with uh, Laurie Metcalf, when you're creating a character from scratch and you could make them just as engaging or better than like um, real people. Mm-hmm. I always think that deserves a little bit more attention because you don't have like a base, to, a framework to move from. No, I, under- I understand what it you're saying. It goes back to like when Jamie Foxx won for Ray. I was like, kind of, always kind of like, eh, I don't really like when people win Best Actors But he was so biopics. good because... Joaquin I mean, Phoenix and Walk the Line too. I'm like, oh my God, I don't it's know. It's really tough though because they're, they're just, they emulate the person so well. I'm like, they did serious work. Like they didn't get to be like, ooh, I think I'll do this. They had to stick by really strict rules and guidelines. Yeah, I guess it's a different method. I understand but, where you're coming yeah. from though too, but... Um, just I just tap she won. She's got like Emmys and Emmys galore. She wins all the Emmys every year. Um, L O L. Allison Janney for like all the, every show she's in, she wins them. Now she's got an Oscar. And Just then awesome. one little Oscar tidbit is that Mary J. Blige was also nominated for Mudbound, and she is the first person to be nominated for Best Supporting Actress and Best Song in the same year. I wish she, um, you know, I'm kind of surprised. I thought she had a chance for Best Song, you know. Yeah, the song was good, although I did feel that the sound at the Oscars was, like, every so- song, I was like, everyone seems off. Like, I don't know if they can't hear themselves, but it doesn't sound great. Even my my precious... My precious angel baby, um, Sufjan Stevens, who sang the song from Call Me By Your Name, and I love him. I love you, Sufjan. I have not seen that movie before, nor heard that song, but I will tell you that when I did at the Oscars, I was like, that is... That is the best song. Like I enjoyed the heck out of that um, when he was performing it on there. The song was great, and I it I, sounded the best too. I thought I actually thought that his sounded okay. Yeah, the way he performed it. He can't mess up. But um, the song was great, and it was really perfect for the movie. So I finally saw "Call Me by Your Name" over the weekend, and I was really blown away. Like I knew that <clears throat> Gary Oldman was going to win Best Actor. Yeah, there's no there was no for drama Darkest in that Hour, and he's overdue to win because he is a spectacular actor. But uh, that. Timothy uh, Chalmay, who uh, is the the youngest nominee in many, many years. I don't know exactly how many, but he was really brilliant. How old is that guy? Like 18, um, 19? I think a little older. Okay. I think he's in his early 20s, but he plays um, 16, I think, mm. in the movie. They which don't, works, because he looks really young. Because they don't... Um, 
like you know, you don't usually get young people in that category. Like I think Adrian Brody for the pianist is like the old is the youngest uh, best actor winner. So he is, and that was that was like a huge Oscar upset when Adrian Brody won for the pianist because he was against Michael Caine and Jack Nicholson Ooh. and Daniel Day Lewis. Oh wow, I didn't yeah. realize he was against. Yeah, that's a it that's a murderer's row if you're able to beat them. Yeah, it didn't it didn't really make sense, but yeah, he is the youngest best actor winner. In hindsight, I don't know if it was warranted, but you know that's. I mean, I really liked that movie but you know looking back it's always tough that you're always like how did how did that happen so i have actually a couple of those that we can talk about later about some of the biggest um oscar upsets but um, timothy chalmay i think is guaranteed like he's going to keep being in movies i mean he was in ladybird this year too oh was he yes he oh. killed it this year so and he's so young a, a subject near and dear to our hearts actually was in the best actor category with the uh I believe like the snub of James Franco and how Denzel kind of came out of nowhere and got nominated for a movie nobody saw. No, it was definitely a huge snub because of the uh, the sexual harassment allegations that came out against Franco, and he was wonderful in the Disaster Artist. He won the Golden Globe. He was on track for that nomination. Yeah, he definitely deserved. um, He deserved that nominations, but Mm -hmm. I mean, there's been like a lot of snubs throughout time. So that I think have been remembered, and then I'm sure this will add. Like Judy Garland was not nominated for The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> um, as a comic book fan, The Dark Knight not being nominated for Best Picture of the year that it came out was yep, a huge that's so like. True. What? Um, who else? Gene Gene Kelly was not nominated for Singing in the Rain. Oh, really? Um, Marilyn Monroe for Some Like It Hot, which I don't know your feelings on Marilyn Monroe, but she was really great in that movie that was kind of expected. Not really well versed in Marilyn Monroe, to be honest with you. I've, I've seen like one or two of her movies. I saw like Niagara because, you know, Buffalo. Yeah. No, I mean, she has her moments. And in Some Like It Hot, she was really great. What are some of the other big snubs? Oh, um... Anthony Perkins did not get nominated for Psycho. Which is a shocker. Yeah, right. that was like performance is crazy. Um, Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Totally yeah, I ignored. I could see that. I, I kind of see that, but yeah, that's one of those performances. It's a lot of time when you look back and you're like, this movie ends up having like a bigger impact or a performance is remembered well beyond whatever ends up winning or whatever gets yeah. nominated. So it's yeah. one of those funny things. Oscars always had a problem with like snubs and picking the wrong movies or performances for I mean, awards. it's tough. It's kind of becomes like a popularity contest. One of the weird ones, though, was so um, Sidney Poitier won in 64 for Lilies of the Field. But then at like the height of the civil rights movement, um, he did Heat of the Night and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which were both like really strong, fantastic performances. And in the Heat of the Night, people won like a lot of awards in it. But he was snubbed for both of those films. He wasn't nominated. He was really. He wasn't. Yeah. I thought actually, I thought he won for Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. No, nope, wasn't oh, even nominated. Wow. Yeah, that's a little bit of a shock. <laughs> and the snub will say of every single Asian person that's ever acted since only one Asian person has ever won, and it was in 1958. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Well, I, I got to feel like that's got it. That's got to change soon, right? Yeah. I mean, hopefully they're finally like opening How did their Crouching eyes. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, not get anything when that came out. That's. Yep. Oh man. Man, that's not good. I mean, I think they were nominated for things, but no one has ever has ever won. And then um, help me with his name, Kumal 
from um, oh Kumail Nanjiani yes from, from uh, the Big Sick so you know they had like the like little clips in there of him talking where he was yeah, you he know very was much like you know I spent my whole life you know watching movies that starred white men and feeling really connected and into them and enjoying the story he's like so like you're gonna be fine watching people like me from Pakistan and other races like be in these movies like don't worry you're yeah. gonna enjoy them just as much as I've enjoyed movies I think he had himself a little bit of a star making turn because he was on the show a bunch and he had a couple highlights you know a couple good jokes when he was presenting he had the jokes yeah. uh, in the little in the inclusion thing like you were mentioning so he had a little star make a performance there yeah no. all right so what are we missing here well we did best actor but we best really supporting don't. actor oh i was sam rockwell again three billboards yeah and how did you feel about that that one was fine by me i um, really love sam rockwell though like everything that he's in he's always really good especially have you ever seen that movie moon yes i have oh, duncan so jones good yeah um, yeah, I've been like a big fan of Sam Rockwell for a long time. I didn't, was this his first nomination? Cause I was like, oh man, he's been yeah, so many I think movies. So. I mean, he's been in a lot of movies, but things like the way, way back or seven psycho confessions or, of a dangerous mind. Yeah. Like they're, they're good films, but usually not a b- big enough performance. I mean, it's shocking to me that the, the guy from get out, what was his name? Oh, he was nominated Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. So he was nominated for Get Out, and I feel like that was the most shocking one. Did you hear the rumors that apparently there were members of the Academy who didn't even watch Get Out? Like, they refused to watch it for the nomination, even when it was nominated, because they said it wasn't an Oscar movie? Oh, just they just decided that without seeing it? Yeah, they were just flat out like, <laughs> nope, right. I'm not going to even bother seeing sure. it because I'm not going nom- to vote for it. I'm like, oh, that's, that's good. That's what you want to hear. Well, so that just makes the winner of Best Original Screenplay that much more magical that... Jordan Peele won for Get Out. I was very surprised and excited about that. I was like, oh, sweet. I was kind of pulling for Kumail on that category, but... Yeah, I was, and honestly, I have to say I was going for Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird because Lady Bird just got nothing. Oh, shut out. Shut out in such a magical, wonderful film. Yeah. Oh, but but, um, Jordan Peele winning it, it was like, first of all, he beat some awesome competition in there. It did make me chuckle. I'm like, the guy from Key and Peele is now an Oscar winning screenwriter. Yeah, I think he tweeted like immediately after. He was like, what? I won an Oscar? <laughs> like, huh? You done messed up, A.A. Eh, Ron. Yeah. Uh, him playing uh, Obama is like my favorite. <laughs> like, he's so serious. No, I mean, but he's really talented and he spent a long time on the film. So hopefully yeah. we're going to see a lot more from oh. him and movies like this. Like we're just kind of opening the door. Oh, I don't think you're going to have any problem uh, seeing more from him. He's going to definitely be up there for in Hollywood like whatever he wants to make at this point they're gonna let him he's gonna throw money at him now to basically get his next film so yeah and so that was good and then what oh so adapted screenplay I was happy because uh call me by your name won Mm -hmm. for that because that was based on a book and I did want that to win something so James Ivory won for that and actually when he came up to receive the award did you notice his shirt had a face on it I did. I it was, was like, what Timothy is that? Chalamet's face. Was like, it? I was like, who's from the movie? I thought I was like going insane for a second because yeah, I'm like, look, it's like, like, why does he have a face on his stomach? There, man? there is a face on his stomach. I was like, self <laughs> as a comic fan, I was kind of pulling for Logan, even though I knew it had no chance to win that category. It was just super oh, yeah. hyped. It was funny to watch. Like all of a sudden, you're like, all these serious, serious movies, and then the clip they show is like. Hugh Jackman tearing people apart with claws, and they're like, yes, best and adapted like covered, screenplay. Covered in blood. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. And you know that um, our oldest nominee, Christopher Plummer, sitting there at 88, is just like, what are any of these movies? Yeah. <laughs> what I, I did not talking? watch Logan. I actually thought there was an outside chance the way they kept talking about him, he was going to steal Best Supporting Actor. They were going to like 
give it to him just to prove a point. I yeah, I, I, actually, that I haven't seen that either. I haven't either. I don't think a lot of people have. But like just the hype around his performance, I feel like. And even showing clips from his performance, which look great, I, it's hard for me to picture that Kevin Spacey was originally cast in that because he seems way too young and wouldn't fit the role at all. Yeah, I'm like, what is this move? Like, how do you just make that turn? That doesn't seem like an easy thing to write around. It's mm-hmm. like we're going to switch from... And it's a um like it's about a guy. I forget who's well, I think it's a biopic about somebody, but like I can't it's Getty. one of those Oh, is that who it is? Yeah, I think so. So it's like so we're just gonna be able to go with any personification here. They must just, have just had a lot of old makeup on Kevin Spacey, which yeah. is weird to put prosthetics when there are but you know, there you go. There's probably There's, like an ageism thing right there. I mean at eighty eight he's the oldest nominee. Um It's like yeah, you could just Put a, you could have just, just put Christopher Plummer. Probably well, cheaper. I guess originally he wanted Christopher Plummer, and Christopher Plummer couldn't because of another project. And oh. then so they cast Kevin Spacey, but then when they did the reshoots, he was available, so that worked out best. It's like, bring me Michael Caine. Oh, <laughs> Which Michael old actor am I going like to throw in here? Michael Caine. I love when he talks. That's your Michael Caine impression? Michael Caine. Come oh, on. Here's a, here's a fun fact. Did you know Michael Caine, when he won an Oscar, um... Like for best supporting actor, uh, movies escape. It was Cider House Rules. Was it? Mm-hmm. No, I know before that though. But like he was he won oh, another okay. one in the eighties, and he could not accept the award because he was on location filming Jaws four. Oh. So. Wow. <laughs> the movie where he infamously gets out of the water with wet hair, wearing a beige shirt that is completely dry. Well. That's the level well, of Jaws four. What, that can you, what can you do? Do we all make mistakes? You know, they did the Razzies, you know, the night before, so we'll have to look and see who won uh, that terrible award. But that, uh, pretty. oh, and then, so our last category is we're running out of time here, so Best Director went to the man that we love, uh, Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro. The guy behind Hellboy and Blade Two has an Academy Award for Best okay, Director. Okay, well, that is awesome. he also did, you know, Pan's Labyrinth in this. He's got some video. He knows his creatures. It's really beautiful. You know, one of the Oscars that I never care about is always like set design. Like, I'm always like, meh, but this time I was like, please be the shape of water mm-hmm. because every scene in that movie was amazing. So I'm really glad that it won for that. I was a little nervous because I was like, it got in there and Shape of Water hadn't won anything. I was like, uh-oh. Like, they're going over so far, and then they won, yeah. like, best costume design. Although, do they really, even if you don't win anything, you still win so much, because every year they have those crazy swag bags that all the nominees get. And oh, this year, the nominee swag bag was worth over $150,000. Wow. That is how much stuff is in the bag. One of the things, the most expensive gift this year, was a $40,000 luxury trip to Tanzania. Why would that you is try? one of your like? Sorry if you didn't win prizes. I, you know, I if, if I even got that, I would just look at like, what are you giving me? Like, why do I want that? But there's also like this really expensive like beauty products and weird things. And again, I just see Christopher Plummer opening this and being like, mm, I don't want to shape my eyebrows or go to go to Tanzania. I'm not, <laughs> I have no I'm not interest going in to Tanzania. I don't know what Christopher Plummer sounds like. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to Tanzania. <laughs> <laughs> Take this away. Um, but yeah, so it was a really big year uh, for Shape of Water. So best picture, best director. Yay. They ended up with 13 nominations, which is the second most, only beat by Titanic, mm-hmm. which had 14. Well. And then close to that, um, I think, so Ben-Hur <laughs> and The English Patient both had 12 nominations. A couple of snoozers there, to be honest with you. Like, oh, I liked The English Patient. And I then the, the best, so 11 nominations, was Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Yeah. Now you're, ta- now you're talking my language. Yeah. Um, okay, so I just let's talk about some of these like biggest Oscar upsets and see how you feel about them. Well, I want to see if they upset you. All right, let's go for it. What do you got? So Citizen Kane lost when it was nominated to How Green Was My Valley. 
Um, I don't really love either of those movies, yeah. but I mean, since Citizen Kane now is always considered like the greatest film of all time. Is it though? Because I feel like I if mean, you go it's back, not considered it to me. If you go back and watch that movie, if you can make it through a half an hour without falling asleep, I feel like surprisingly Shawshank is taking that like is on the road to taking that title from Citizen Kane. I feel like oh, Shawshank. people love Shawshank so much, and it's another Better one. Get busy living. Is that on your list? Because that did not win Best Picture the year it came out. That was like it is. It is not. But I mean, there was like there's a lot that have upset to, people think, over the years. Yeah, like oh man. Okay, what else? I don't you got? remember what it lost to. Well, that Francis Ford Coppola didn't win um, Best Director for Godfather, and then when he actually won for Godfather Two, he was like not happy. He was like, "Yeah, well, I almost won a couple years ago for the first half of the same movie." <laughs> so he he didn't he really didn't, he didn't win for Best. Oh man, that's no. yeah. No, that was a big deal, and I don't know if maybe it was because he was only thirty three, and I feel like at a time they didn't you know love yeah. giving the awards to younger people. But, I mean, considering it's one of the most influential films. So this one is going to offend both of us um, when Chariots of Fire won. Oh, boy. And it was against Raiders of the Lost Ark and Reds. Yeah. I, I no. Mean, Come on. I, I mean, mean, stop it. That's, I, Cut we it out. We got into Chariots of Fire last week yeah, more no, than anybody deserves no. to be talking about that movie. Yeah. And so other ones that were big deals is when Crash beat Brokeback Mountain. Oh, I was going to be my I can't believe yeah. Crash. That Munich was, was up. Crazy. Good night and good luck. Like you go back. That's the worst. They were really good, but I feel like everybody really was just like, oh, it's going to be Brokeback Mountain. And then yeah. it didn't. Crash stinks. That's and then a bad it, movie. Another huge upset was. I mean, cute movie, Shakespeare in Love, but nope. that one versus Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan's one of the best movies of all time. Yes. Shakespeare in Love is, it's a romantic comedy I mean, it was just like a little romantic about. comedy. It just yeah. wasn't, it wasn't necessary. And it stars Gwyneth Paltrow, another reason to pass. Oh, you know, I, I didn't mind her back then, and then she became goop, and I don't know. But, <laughs> so, one of the, the funny ones, so Jimmy Stewart. Um, was nominated for when Mr. Smith goes to Washington, which was like, you know, his kind of masterpiece. And he did not win. Um, But when he ended up, he won in 1940 for the Philadelphia story. And it was like a way less demanding role. Like Mm -hmm. it was not his best. And they've come out and said that it was definitely like their apology for him just not winning, which is not the way you're supposed to do it. No. But because they realized how much they had messed up with the Philadelphia story. Should have given it to him for Harvey. That's my favorite Jimmy Stewart movie. Oh, yeah, you love that? Yeah, I love my invisible rabbit that may or may not be real. Yeah, it's a good movie. And then, of course, the the uh, Marissa Tomei winning for My Cousin Vinny, which is just, like, throughout Hollywood from the beginning has been, like, a myth that she didn't actually win. She was nominated against, like, Vanessa Redgrave for Howard's End and um, Judy Davis. But there's seriously been, like, a continuing myth throughout Hollywood that the guy just purposely said the wrong name and I, that they never corrected him. I, I have <laughs> heard that. And you know win. what? I am fine with it because I think in time that guy's been vindicated because Marissa Tomei's, you know, she's had a good career. She's been nominated she, a few times. She has it. And, like, My Cousin Vinny was such a good, enjoyable movie. But, yeah. you know, you know. I, I love me some Marissa Tomei, so I am not going to complain about that one at all. All right. Well, look at that. Yeah. We made it through. It's very exciting stuff. I knew we could do it. I, I knew. I mean, us. it was it was a good ceremony again. We even remember to hit save this time. <laughs> That's oh, good for us. So yeah. So don't forget to follow us on everything. Jacob, you're better at this. Do the plugs. Don't forget to follow All Booked Up on either iTunes or SoundCloud. And also, yeah. don't forget to look up your Buffalo Neary County Public Library. We're available on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yes. YouTube, and let me let me everything. just add one thing. If you follow us on iTunes, thank you. you 
you can also rate us. Yeah. Um, and if you do, I had asked my mom, who was like, how do I find this podcast? And I told her, and I'm like, Mom, after you listen to it, you should rate it. And, you know, five stars would be great. Yeah, that's, you know, ideal. So, so while I'm talking to her, she's like, okay, let me press the buttons. And then she's like, wait, something's wrong. I didn't. I didn't finish, and my phone jammed, and I was like, "What?" And she, so all in all, I went and looked at the reviews, and we now have a two-star review, and it dropped our score from a five down to a four point five, and that two-star is from my mother. You're Thanks, Judy. Judy Mama gave us two stars, and her phone froze, and she doesn't know how to Ma- fix Mama it. Mama Snyder is giving us two stars. Papa Snyder is trying to tell me lozenges is a real thing when if, there's no R in if it. She, if she hears this and knows that you just called her Snyder, which is not her last name anymore, you're getting a strongly worded letter. But well, <laughs> anyway. Am, I'm apparently picking a fight with your parents every yeah, week if, at this point. When you, when you rate us. Uh, five you stars, know, people. Five stars. Well, rate what you feel, but maybe maybe just don't, don't go the way judy so so that's that so okay make sure your phone doesn't freeze (laughs) yeah try that but thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next week with women's history kickoff months with mary jean jacobowski all right everybody that was a great show oh wait let me just ask you this one question we're oscar themed this is important I, i mean you might have the answer but um how did reese eat her ice cream witherspoon You are smiling. <laughs> uh, you get, you're getting out of the library jokes. But. Oscar appropriate. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening. Bye.